Welcome to my podcast. I'm sitting in the conference room in the courtyard behind the castle. It's a little bit cold outside and I'm very grateful of the warmth. And I'm sitting here with Brent and Amy, Brent Gunderson and Amy Gilchrist, who've been working with us to produce an observational documentary film for ITN Productions, which is being seen on Channel 4. So it's, I thought it'd be lovely to hear from them about their impressions of when they first came to Highclere and also hear a little bit about their life, which during lockdown has been as challenging for them as it has for many other people. So welcome Brent and Amy. So thank you so much. It's a a different situation here from where we normally are, which is running around outside and putting up Christmas trees or getting cold or filming the sheep with my husband and goodness knows what. But tell me, I mean, Brent, first of all, what was it like when you first arrived at the drive and came into Highclere Castle? I don't know what I was in for, really. Um, I'd seen a bit of Downton and... um, I was impressed by the castle and I didn't know what I was in for really, meeting an earl and a countess. I'd never <laughs> done that before, especially being from New Zealand so far away. You know, I thought I was going to be quite intimidated, to be honest. And then um, I was greeted and uh, it was, you know, it's not what I expected. Everyone was really friendly. Um, you know, meeting you and Lord Carnarvon um, instantly felt very comfortable and uh, put at ease. And then uh, I knew I was in for a lot of fun uh, when your castle manager, John, entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, as everyone probably know about John here and all the staff. And uh, yeah, it's been amazing. And, and I think especially after, I think Lady Canava mentioned in the introduction, being locked down all year, it was amazing to come to Highclere to this big, gorgeous estate and uh, and be filming in the fresh air. And uh, So you're the cameraman, I know, part of the duo, because all the film documentaries run, I would think, very light today, but partly because of the equipment. And Amy, you're the producer, I suppose, but you're also running around doing many... Many things, that seems to be a catch-all title. <laughs> How would you describe your role? Um, I, I, I'm the assistant producer, no, okay. not quite the producer. Well, I'm trying to find yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, no, that's take good, it, thank take you. It. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, I do a bit of shooting. I, we do a bit of, yeah, a bit of everything, really. A bit of booming. Um, yeah. Yes, because the, the sound is always an issue, isn't it? Because someone's forgotten to turn the microphone on normally me. Or yeah. <laughs> it's in the fresh air. And it's slightly more complicated with all the COVID regulations we've been adhering to carefully. So Indeed. it is a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit more sanitising and a bit more plastic bag handing you a... I do a microphone, which is, seems odd. Yes. <laughs> Put a microphone in a plastic bag and hand it over and sanitise it all. Yes. Well, we're a very small crew. You know, um, you'd see here with Downton Abbey, there'd probably be um, trucks everywhere and maybe perhaps hundreds of people. But uh, here it's just Amy and I, so uh, we're a small team. But being an observational documentary, that's important because we want to sort of blend in with everyone and, and become part of the team. So, yeah, we you know direct, produce and uh, film and do our own audio all as a small team with sort mm-hmm. of one, two cameras. And, and with COVID, it's, uh, it's been it's, it's new times because normally we would be running around, putting microphones on people and, and juggling everything. But in these times of COVID, we've obviously got to keep our distance. We've got to sanitise everything, keep masks on. Um, and um, drive in separate cars. Drive, drive yeah. in separate. Even Amy and I have been having to drive yeah. in separate cars because even Amy and I have to be careful about sharing COVID. You know, keeping yeah. keeping each other safe as well. So that it's was, been very tricky, hasn't it, Amy? 
It's made us quite lucky because uh, uh, John suggested we get four by fours one day and production had to get us a, a Land Rover each, which was quite exciting. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Got to do a bit of off-roading, had some luxury Land Rovers. However, they were, uh, I think they were urban Land Rovers yeah. rather than the kind of Land Rovers so you have. So did you get stuck on the tracks at all? Or not <laughs> we, d- we didn't because we, we had some buttons we could press and suddenly mm. it goes into four wheel. But Brent left his on for the entire journey so his petrol had all depleted yeah, by the end. <laughs> I think too, um, I think we got, when we got back to London and they went to pick up the uh, the cars, I think they got a bit frowned upon, didn't they? They weren't supposed to be dirty, Oh yeah. these Land Rovers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're not really sure if they're damaged because they're covered in mud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got taken at Lord Carnarvon... Um, took us right up onto Beacon Hill on the farm and it was beautiful. We got to go a bit off-road, more off-road than I expected, actually. It was like yeah, we same. had the four-wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And I think, you know, I suppose I've been driving around here for quite some time and really appreciate a good car with really good tyres. That's normally the secret to it. And there are flints and and it can be quite challenging when you've got quite a high ridge in the middle of the track you're going along because you do not want to bottom the car. So you end up becoming you know, quite expert. Well, not expert at it, but better than I might have been, if you like. But I thoroughly enjoy it. But Amy, when you drove in through the front gates of Highclere, what was your first impression? I feel like we had a... Well, it was incredible, but it was actually the way out that I remember because I think I went off the wrong way and I went down towards Diana Temple. And there were just these cedar trees. They were gigantic and they were huge and it was just a really sunny day and it was autumn and it looked like the trees were on fire and it was just... it was Yeah phenomenal really <laughs> and it's just so nice to come back here every day you know especially everyone's locked at well, my house I go home to my housemates and they're all tapping away at their computer and we get to drive here and be in the outdoors which is you know get some fresh air which doesn't I don't know I don't feel depressed at all I actually enjoy myself yeah, I think before lot. before this year it's things I took for granted our yeah. job that we you know so I've got a wife my wife and two little children and I have to travel a lot and that could be hard on the family and um, but you know I think coming out of lockdown, it's been lovely to get out here and you sort of don't take your job for granted anymore or as much to you sort of getting to travel and be out in the fresh air and come across, you know, working in beautiful places like this. So um, can I ask you, of lockdown on March the 23rd, I think it was, um, did you, neither of you had any work for the first few months? Well, I, I've worked for ITN actually since lockdown, like day one. Well, actually, I went into the office for two days and uh, we kind of figured out a way of remote shooting. So we'd right. send um, phones to people with a tri- little tripod and we'd get people to set them up remotely. And I felt like a glorified IT consultant. It's the hardest thing to explain to how to do this. Okay, just position it, to position the phone to the left slightly, put it to this, put it on a couple of books, and then they'd put the microphone on, stand up, and the whole thing would fall over and you'd have to start again. <laughs> it was a nightmare, but, you know, so now it's nice to be out actually real shooting and, like, touching the cameras ourselves rather than having to explain how to do your job. We obviously yeah. did some filming ourselves for Springtime on the Farm, which yes. was Hannah, but yeah. that was Hannah helping me do it. And it just is, we had a small group of perhaps five of us who effectively mm. locked down together here. And Hannah was brilliant. She was producer and cameraman, and I'd got a new iPhone, and it was extraordinary. Then we also find out what equipment to get, and it was the little sound, fluffy things, which made such a huge difference yeah. to the recording. Yeah. They probably got some 
proper name. (laughs) We're always looking for the fluffy thing on the end of the phone. It's funny how a whole phone has replaced the whole our camera equipment nowadays. Yeah, yeah, we won't be. (laughs) Definitely not actually. And I think whilst there's little bits that one can fill in, the cameras do not replace the steadiness of a proper camera. And also the observational distance from what you're doing so whilst we sort of managed it in order to get by it was a getting by and I think for most of us lockdown has been trying to get by Mm. and then again remembering what it was like and looking forward to what it Mm. might be like again but also being creative right so the thinking outside the box or thinking how to do things or taking opportunities I think there's been a lot of that around and people doing things like yourself that you know yeah yeah. you know public can't come to high clear so you've taken high clear to the public and Mm -hmm. we've watched you and Kat and Hannah do that sitting back on sort of filming you being filmed with sort of this (laughs) another layer but watching that and uh, seeing how you know you can bring you can still bring people here in another way and that they can still enjoy it because a lot of people are still stuck at home they Um, are and I'm really conscious of that but I think it's interesting because when I'm doing little videos for Instagram or writing about things in my blog it's I look to what helps me it's always been the trees the walks the dogs the moments apart the putting usually the social media down and just going well it would have been in the past with a friend but at least with my friends the dogs for a walk and I find that incredibly peaceful and during lockdown doing some yoga underneath a huge cedar tree and you just feel so lucky and I know not everyone has a cedar tree but often you have a little bit of garden you can be a little bit outside and that sense of the sky above and everything else does I think create a little bit of anchorage if you like in a very fragile world. Did you have any work to lock down? Yeah I, um, I finished up a show called Race Across the World for BBC and we travel from one part of the world to another with no phones, no internet. And it's basically just with, I think the contestants have about 2,000 pounds and they've got to get all the way, first series of London to Singapore, all the way by land only, no flying, no smartphones. And then the last series I did was Mexico to the bottom of South America and Ushuaia. And so I'd sort of been traveling a lot. I was working the edit till March and a week before lockdown finished, then suddenly, yeah, it was all this talk about COVID and, and what was happening. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then it, when it hit, it really hit. And I know a lot of our friends in television completely taken out, like like everyone and like a lot of industries. And sort of no one really knew how to make tally yet and how to make it safely. So we all sort of got shut down for a long time. But there were only a small percentage of television working. So I was one of those people. Luckily, my wife had just gone back to work. So I was very fortunate that we had some income from my wife. Otherwise, you know, I know some other friends, uh, husband and wife or partners, both self-employed um, it must have been very hard for them to be knocked out with no income I was one of the fortunate ones that had a partner who could bring in some income and then I turned to looking after the, the kids mm. which is really like in reflection you know it's always easier looking back yes. but you know I think with a job like this where we travel a lot and um, I'm away from my, my wife and mm. kids a lot it was an amazing time to be with my two little ones my son is four and a half now my daughter's two in January so I got this really special time to reflect and actually, you know, appreciate what you have and, and have that time to kind of go out for big walks with them and keep them busy and really and really bond with them and much closer because with being so busy trying to bring in the income, there's those you t- are, times yes. you m- miss out with your children. But I, and I say that from a privileged spot that I had my wife working from home and, you know, she was able to bring the income in. But yeah, like, like you say, we're doing yoga under the trees and getting out for walks. I think mm-hmm. I found um, amongst the chaos and the, of COVID and the stress of income, there was those moments we got to get outside with the kids and and uh, really enjoy that family time that we had. And then, yes, yeah, so I didn't work 
for about seven months and then this wow. this came up and uh, jumped at the opportunity yeah it's been great and it's been amazing you know not just saying it to be polite mm-hmm. it really was amazing to just come out here and to work on you know work with you on your estate mm-hmm. just such a beautiful place to escape lockdown into the sort of fresh air beautiful castle mm-hmm. a really fun story like we're here to you know to mm-hmm. explain a bit more at the show it's about um christmas at Highclere. And, you know, literally the lead up to Christmas. There's been a lot of laughter here. If you see the show, the staff, Lord and Lady Carnarvon, everyone comes together as a family. There's so much banter and fun and mm. jokes and laughter. And after a tough year, it's, yeah. it's a, been good fun, isn't it, Amy? There's a yeah. resounding note from your staff that it's like, you know, you, you come here, you start working here and you stay here. And now we've just been filming here. We're like, can we stay a bit longer? <laughs> No, it is, and I hope, you know, laughter's the best medicine or whatever it is, or humour helps yeah. us through the tough times. And I think Sean Gunt, or the castle manager's humour, is is completely <laughs> unbounded at the moment, which usually is also a sign that he's a little bit stressed, but, but he is an incredibly amusing man. And all of us, I think, get on quite well and understand how people are letting off steam and the point of the banter, which is to get through some long hours... Mm. But I hope people do feel appreciated and part of a family if they wish to be. There is no need to be, but it's up to people what they choose. That is quite cool. We are all very conscious of being responsible, keeping one's distance and everything we can possibly do to mitigate any chance of getting COVID. And I'm sure if we we all need to carry on doing this, it's not a... It's not going to just disappear overnight. I have to say, I'm not going to be going to the cinema to see a film about it. I just want things like Notting Hill, Love Actually, Pretty Woman, all the upbeat films is where I'm definitely coming from. And I can't wait to throw parties again. I just just want to throw parties. I don't know if you've got anything you're really looking forward to, Brent, at all. I think it's the same as you're saying, Lady Carmen. Yeah, I think I just miss, as I imagine most people do, just, just gatherings with friends. I just really miss getting together with friends. And and again, that's why it's going back to being here at Highclere, being around you and your staff. And it's a small team, but kind of a large team at the same time. And it's been nice being able to interact with people again. But yeah. been really, really good fun. And I think it's been also a reminder how much I miss my friends actually interact with everyone here because everyone is so friendly. And we, I know we felt like we fit in quite quickly and we relaxed very quickly and that's hopefully comes across in the show. And yeah, and it just reminds me when when this is all over, hopefully with COVID, we can all be back with our friends again, you know, having those good good times and good memories. A good party, like you say, Lady Gabriel. Yes, a good party. A good party. Yeah, we all need a good party. Yeah. I know, and I, I I enjoy cooking, but and I found a renewed energy recently cooking supper for my husband. But you know, I've had my birthday with supper with my husband, and he's had his birthday having supper with me, and our son's had his birthday having supper with his parents. So I just think, and my niece has just had her 18th having supper with her parents. So I just think we just need to throw open the doors and have a few good parties and just for the audience what everybody missed was John our castle manager asked if I would set Brent and Amy at their ease when we started off by opening it opening this podcast speaking some German to give them the idea that they would have to carry on in German just to watch their faces I started sweating yeah which is why I asked if he wanted to come in to see the beginning bit but he didn't I think in case you were really annoyed with him but um so that was his joke, but he's um, he's ever good at playing the odd prank. But then I know I do play, play a few quite good pranks on John. Mm-hmm. So it's I think horses for courses. But 
And then my husband looks at us as if we're slightly childish. But having said that, it, we do get through, I think, most of the work every day. And it is a huge place, isn't it? There are so many endless jobs to be done. And I think there's so many hours in the day. And it's understanding you simply can't do it all. It is an amazing place. And I, I love the sense of anchorage it gives to the past because people have had Christmas at Highclere since at least 749 AD. Mm. So I, that's why I... I, when I first wrote the book Christmas at Highclere, I wanted to begin with thinking about what a traveller would feel like arriving here in 800 AD when Charlemagne was just crowned king mm. of Europe, Holy Roman Empire, emperor rather, and what it would have been like to travel through the landscape of the trees and the snow and what sort of reception you'd have had arriving here. And I commissioned a really interesting photographer to go out and take what I call very elemental photographs of the landscape which I really enjoy looking at it's very raw it looks very cold but it completely draws you in so that's what I was trying to convey mm. in that particular part of it and now of course it's much warmer hopefully although still we often wear um, jumpers in bed <laughs> it's cold and I've always got lots of hot water bottles <laughs> and Christmas is a really special time and I hope people will enjoy watching Christmas at Highclere and I don't know whether it's been sold to any other countries but I hope it'll provide much amusement and some laughter actually too I hope you it will certainly that. provide some laughter will it yeah I think yeah. It will in, in a nice in a lovely way <laughs> yeah. I think that it's been the pull, isn't it? And as part of when the project it was sort of emailed over to me and first talked about, as I say, going after a tough year for everyone, it's lovely to make a show like this to sort of finish off the year with something so positive. COVID comes across in the film. It's not something we avoid and it's not something we should avoid. It's here and it's and looking back on this film, it's, it's a historical window to what was happening at the time. So COVID's in it, but at the same time, it's a very funny film. It's going to be very funny, I think, because of the staff, amusement amongst each other. It's got the Christmas spirit, it's got the camaraderie, everyone mucking in to get the job done to try and set up Highclere for the the general public who will come and join for the Christmas tours. It's a real behind-the-scenes of Downton Abbey. Uh, I hope hope viewers will enjoy it. Feel good film. It's also a way for us of reaching out to people because I was um, replying on the office email, which I helped the girls out with sometime, and you know, someone was asking if we were open, and I explained that it'll be one-tenth of the visitors this year as of last year, you know, we have taken all steps for the Highclere team as well as visitors to make them feel comfortable and spaced out so, you know, they can stand 10 metres apart if they want without, without feeling concerned at all because I want to take the concern and put it to one side to give a reassuring experience and I think that's what I try to do with all the different events here which is why they change. I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes I suppose but for better or for worse how well we do it I don't know mm. but it's a great team and I'm so grateful mm. for all for all the work they do and sticking with us through thick and thin as we're coming to the end of the time here Brent have you and Amy each got a question for me so Brent would you like to go first well we'll be giving you lots of questions uh, during this period Lady Carnarvon and um, that's why it's been interesting today to have the shoe on the other foot um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's it been like for you to welcome in two strangers into your home? I mean, I know Downton Abbey films here and you've got big film crews, but this time the cameras have been on you and much more observational. Has it been a different experience to the other shows you've worked on? 
I think this whole year has been such a different experience because I've normally managed successfully to hide behind Highclere Castle. But in order to try to survive and put a voice to what Highclere Castle is living through, it seems to be it's fell more to my part um, than any other. So in a sense, I think I've almost had a little bit of practice before you got here because Hannah and I have done so much with Viking TV and um, Springtime on the Farm and Country File or Countries, I can't remember how many things we've done. And in a sense, flowing into the observation documentary, I feel very fortunate to have had that tiny introduction to what you've all been asking us to do. And I think the crew here have also gotten a little bit used to it from the documentaries I've asked them to take part in along the way. To start with, they used to go, oh, don't know about that. And I used to have to talk them round. And I ever since Pat Withers appeared on Good Morning TV with Holly and Philip Schofield, and she had her makeup done, she was so excited. And but they've been all so cool because part of it is putting the characters behind the castle. It's you know, in, in, into the public eye a little bit, and, you know, which will then help sustain Highclere and bring visitors here. So I think with that background, it's, I think it's helped us work with all of you and be more relaxed. Would you think that? Yeah, it's definitely. I think, I think also, I mean, I remember asking you questions in the documentary about, you know, how you pick your staff, because you, you and Lord Carnarvon seem to take a lot of time and who you choose and personalities that match everyone because everyone does seem to get along so well but you know you can see everyone's when we came in with the cameras it did seem people quite quite used to them but were warmed up but yeah everyone's been a good team player we they? asked james from estates what did you think of us when we first arrived yeah. we're on our recce and he's like we uh we thought we were pretty weird actually <laughs> 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 we were like oh <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know. I thought maybe we were a bit straight on the first day. Maybe that was maybe that was my nerves as well 10, coming in. Questions. Yeah, ten thousand questions and meeting. Yeah. We met. We met all the staff. We met everyone at we once. Like we met so yeah, many people yeah. all at once and people coming in and John sort of escorting them in. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the next person. Here's the gardener. Here's the farmer. Here's the housekeeper. We're like, Whoa. Hello, hello, hello. And the headlights. I think I remember we were going home exhausted that day. Yeah. And um, but instantly you knew you knew it was going. To, we were going to have a lot of fun after yeah. meeting everyone. Um, and then as we ease in, of course, every, we we start relaxing and. You know, behind the camera as we film, I think if you if you watch if you watch the camera, there's a lot of wobbly shots, and uh, for my terrible work. But it's because half the time I am laughing. I'm I am literally trying to keep the camera still, and I'm trying to keep my mouth shut as I'm trying to laugh. And the camera's wobbling, and the microphones pick up every sound, and we have to be really cautious. But I'm literally, especially when we're filming with John, I, I just yeah. find John so hilarious. Um, the moments we've had with you, Lady Carnarvon, pushing vans around to all sorts of things, <laughs> the animals are all, there's all been all sorts of fun things in the show and literally, um, I think we've had a lot of fun together and you, you know, the viewers watch the camera and if you see a lot of wobble, that's, that's me and, or Amy behind the camera wobbling and laughter, trying to keep the camera still as our bodies are shaking from belly laughter. <laughs> so, yeah. That's true. If you've got a question to ask me, Amy, what would you like to ask? Um, is there any secret passages in the castle? Are there any secret passages? Yes, there are some secret passages. What's in them? They're secret. (laughs) (laughs) I love secret passages. Every so often I give myself treats and projects, which is usually to do secret passages or looking for treasure. Always a very useful thing to do, but it's quite amusing. But um, 
Do you know, and I think the thing about the people who work here is it's allowing people to be themselves. They're not not creating a, 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 a sort of a corporate identity where people have to fit in because I think the life that you lead at work should be a good part of your life, not one which is regimented. So I, I think... I don't think John was quite as mad when he first joined us. He was perhaps slightly more normal. And I think people like James have, again, he has so changed and developed, you know, as we, I took him from an intern and when I found him behind helping at a wedding and then he's come forward. It's allowing people to find who they are and be themselves rather than not. Because I think you're then happier and whether it's Kat or Hannah... It's it's quite a mixed um, group of people, and then I I'm asking them to get on as a team. And every so often, when we have a crisis or a challenge, I'm then trying to say, okay, there is now one hymn sheet, just this hymn, please, just for this time. And then after that, they tend to go back to singing their own songs. But I try consciously to to bring that together. As a director, you know, when I walk into a place, we're never sure if you have a film or not, even before you begin. And one of the worst case scenarios you can come across is when something feels very corporate, actually, because obviously it's going to come across cold. And if you feel cold in that situation, you know that it's going to come across on camera quite cold. A lot of corporate places can. And uh, that's why coming down the drive, I'm not sure what I was in for on that first day, but instantly coming in, you know, filming here, it's never felt like a corporation. It's literally like a little family. And uh, I hope that comes across on camera because that's how it sort of felt. And I think driving away from Highclere in the first, you know, the first day, that's when I knew we had a film before it even started because yeah, it's not a corporation here. It's a it's sort of well, a I knew we had. I family. knew there was a film here because yeah. because I know the people here, so I wouldn't enter into something without thinking I'm sort of sixty percent over the line because I don't want to fight that hard, and and I think there's a little bit of experience around which again makes it slightly easier and quicker, and sort of what everyone tries to do a one take take rather than lots of takes which also helps because it is a busy life for a small team who have at the end of this year I think we're all pretty tired and we haven't seen a lot of rest and nor can we all travel to get away and lay our heads somewhere different so it's an interesting time I really hope everybody will enjoy your work I hope we'll enjoy it as well (laughs) and I can't thank you enough for being joining and being part of our family I guess for the last few weeks yeah it's been amazing it's been it's been really fun and uh no it's been it's been amazing to be here especially after a tough year and it's been an amazing team to come and join and um and just you know just be laughing again after a tough year and just been having fun Mm -hmm. and just hopefully you know give our viewers at home something to enjoy I've taken a little bit of high clear with me back home John gave me an acorn, so I've now propagated it in my kitchen at home. So have hopefully you? one day I'll plant that in my garden somewhere, wherever I live, and I'll have a bit of high clay with me always. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> what fun. Actually, I've got a couple of acorns from the Great Oak, which is one of the oldest oaks in the country, which I've been also growing on. It is fun growing plants from seed. But listen, thank you so much for both for joining me today, and I hope the rest of the filming goes well. And I think our friends or the viewers will be looking forward to seeing it on television. I may be squinting at the TV thinking, golly. (laughs) Thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming us. It's been good fun. Thank you. (laughs)